Today's podcast is brought to you by Deloitte. Clients count on Deloitte to help them transform uncertainty into possibility and rapid change into lasting progress. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. The Supreme Court is sometimes portrayed as an ivory tower that's far from the gritty world of politics. But its justices are in a position to play a big role in this year's elections, starting with high-profile cases involving the shape of congressional districts and continuing with ones dealing with the environment, immigration, and abortion. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ Legal Affairs reporter Todd Ruger. So, Todd, the court's docket is set for the coming year, and there are plenty of attention-grabbing issues to be settled. Do the justices kind of like it that way? Well, I'm not sure they like it that way or not, uh, but they do. Uh, they have not been shy about taking some of these big-ticket cases over the last few terms under Chief uh, Justice John Roberts. They've twice upheld the health care law. They've done uh, a couple of different uh, same-sex marriage decisions, and and this is yet another one that's it's close to being on par with some of those terms of the past. And, of course, whoever wins the presidency could get to select two or three new justices in his or her first term, right? Correct. There's a, There's been a lot of talk about that because of the ages of the justices, and the best way to, that I've heard talked about it is actuarial tables suggest that perhaps... Uh, you know, a justice might die uh, in the next presidential term, or they might retire and and leave a space for president to to reshape the court. So, looking ahead on the environment, a divided court this month halted President Obama's plan to limit carbon emissions from power plants, while states and companies challenge those uh, standards in court. And that really came as a surprise. And some of the experts you spoke to suggest the justices may have tipped their hands on the merits of the case. Uh, right. Uh, uh, the reason it was so unusual is because it came early on in the case. The case is still at the the Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, which hasn't ruled on it yet. And so what the, the justices did is put the plan on halt while this, this lower court decides the case. The oral arguments are in June, and the decision would be coming after that. Usually takes months for, for one of those. So this is going to be a, something that is in the public eye while the election is going on. And the the interesting part is the Supreme Court weighed in and they needed it five, five justices to make this decision. And you had four justices against it. So they're split. And uh, a lot of legal experts say that kind of tips the hand on what they think the merits of the case are. Hmm. Decisions will be handed down uh, while Democrats and Republicans approach their nominating conventions this summer. Uh, Another of the cases concerns a Texas abortion law that could affect other states. Uh, Correct. Yeah, they they are going to decide about this law in Texas that was passed in 2013 that put two requirements on abortion clinics that that abortion clinics say they can't do because they're so expensive. The Texas says it's for health reasons. The other side says that's a pretext for closing down these abortion clinics. And so the Supreme Court is really going to draw that line about where uh, the state's interest for health of women and health of women wanting abortions is and whether it's uh, too restrictive a law for women who want to exercise their constitutional right to get an abortion. 
first abortion case the courts heard in some years. Uh, there also are arguments in April over the Obama administration's policy changes that would defer deportation for millions of undocumented immigrants. This is a case of whether the president overstepped his authority, right? It, it, is, a, it is a case about that, but it is also a little more technical and a little more dry than, uh, than other people are suggesting. However, it, it does have huge ramifications. Uh, this could determine not only for these, for these immigrants, but the scope of executive power when it comes to enforcing federal laws, particularly in the immigration area, and how much future presidents might have uh, freedom to do that. Justices themselves added a question about the take care clause and whether the Obama administration violated that. And what that is, is did the president violate his constitutional requirement to take care to enforce all the federal laws faithfully? And, uh, and yet, when it comes to the court case, it's about the Administrative Procedures Act, which is sort of a dry way that the government can, can make rules and make regulations. In this particular case, the Obama administration did these immigration changes without going through the Administrative Procedures Act. And so that could become a major part of how this case gets decided. There also are congressional redistricting cases that could uh, redraw congressional boundaries for future elections. Uh, whose districts are at risk here? Well, you've got, um, you've got three uh, districts directly affected. There's one in Virginia that's Representative Bobby Scott. And uh, that case, uh, the Supreme Court has already said there's a new map that was put in in January, and they said the congressional elections will go forward on that map. They've already settled that to some degree, but they're going to be hearing a challenge to that case. Uh, Bobby Scott's district was ruled an unconstitutional gerrymander, racial gerrymander. And so they're, they're going to be deciding that case in June, which could throw who knows what into the congressional election. And then there are two districts in North Carolina that just this month were called uh, unconstitutional racial gerrymanders. Those are the, the first and 12th districts. Those are held by G.K. Butterfield and Alma Adams. Those districts are directly affected. But of course, it affects all of the the congressional delegations in both because those boundaries could be shifted. For example, in North Carolina, some lower court judges just ordered the the state to redraw their districts by February 19th, which is less than two weeks from when the order came down. And you say, how, how could they possibly do that? But it could throw a lot of changes into an election where people have already been campaigning. CQ Legal Affairs reporter Todd Ruger on politically charged cases before the Supreme Court in an election year. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcast for iPhones on iTunes and for Android on SoundCloud. Today's podcast was brought to you by Deloitte. Clients count on Deloitte to help them transform uncertainty into possibility and rapid change into lasting progress.